welcome to the More Than Books podcast. Guys, it's May, and we are here to talk to you today about esports. Uh, everybody say hi to Joel. Joel. Hi, Joel. Oh, wait. Yeah, we don't have an audience, so yeah. it's just me and Joel this time around. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know if, if you guys have not heard, Bellevue University is getting a esports team yeah this is uh this is new this is coming in uh 2017 2018 which it is 2017 so they announced this like two months ago now they've talked they talked about this a long like a while back i remember i'm talking about it last year the year yeah. before uh like, like doing some early rumblings we're about it thinking about it well it's and, official so yeah they are we are straight up gonna have a video game team Playing video games. Not only that, we are one of the first universities in the country, or just a few universities in the country, that offer athletic scholarships for esports competitors. Thankfully, my old my alma mater does as well. I believe Morningside College uh, does because I know they have an esports team. Because a whole bunch of my friends that still (laughs) work there, um, uh, which is fine, they're like head of security and stuff. They do well. Uh, they, uh, he was splathering that all over Facebook and he's like, Hey, we're going to, we look at all these video games. I'm like, you never, the most you ever played was Quake. Calm down. <laughs> um, so there was a big, I mean, that's, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I gotta say Quake was a big game when I was in college. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're doing a new, uh, Quake Arena style, I, a new game coming um, out or a new competitive am... online game. I, I got into the beta. Oh, did you? But I haven't actually tried it yet. You need more free time, Joel. I know. I'm too busy playing I, Overwatch. Uh, I don't which, got time for Quake. That's a that's a good transition because uh, so getting back to Bellevue University's. Well, first, what is esports? Oh, we haven't okay. we haven't we, start we haven't accurately def- explained esports definition yet. Definition time. Uh, it is a organized competitive league of. Computer and or video game interactive entertainment. So what, are people doing speed runs of Mario and trying to beat each other's scores? Is that what we're talking about? No, because it's it's team-based. It's one team versus another. Very much like a regular sport. In which it's all based on skill and knowledge, not necessarily on money because <laughs> there are a lot of games where you can pay to win essentially uh or based on um luck it's the those two elements are re- for the most part removed from the game uh whereas the others are just skill and knowledge okay okay so it's like a sport except electronic e. yes no that would be the the ba- i tried to give a better definition <laughs> than just like what are esports they're electronic sports people <laughs> Just like ebooks and ebraries, they're video games. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yep. it's, and but they're very. I mean, they're very specific games that are built uh, with the sport concept in mind, like with competition in mind. So I would I would say um, Counter Strike Go uh, is one hundred percent based on a team's skill. There's very little randomness in that game, so it, you just have to know what you're doing to win. So if you don't play Counter-Strike, the the general thought is that you have two teams with uh, every member of the team has a different skill. So you got like a medic, you got like 
the, the, right. you have a guy that has <laughs> so there's there's two there's two factions there are the insurgents who are trying to blow up something i always get counter strike mixed up with team fortress you do yes that's, <laughs> that's team fortress or or even Ca- return to castle wolfenstein like that's the wolfenstein stuff oh yeah yeah the, that game was awesome. That game, that game <laughs> was is legitimately awesome. Awesome, right. but it's, I missed the boat on Counter Strike. You you kind of did. So it's it's uh, the other side are like SEAL Team Six, like you know army guys that are trying to stop the insurgents from planting a bomb. That is the typical scenario with a Counter Strike map. It's really common. A lot of people play that particular scenario, and so uh, the bullet physics and the damage that a player takes are very realistic so if you get hit once in a crucial area you die kind of like rainbow six and like straight up real life if you get hit with a bullet you're gonna go go down hard that sounds violent this Um, is a sport these particular video games happen to be shooters in general happen to be pretty violent which is why we're not necessarily getting into them right away. So instead of that, we are getting into what is called a MOBA. A multiplayer on or massive online battle arena. That That's is a what, mouthful. That is what MOBA stands for. And essentially that game, uh, the game that we will be first starting a team for is League of Legends. Which is a giant worldwide phenomena and is huge in South Korea. So I watched a video earlier explaining how to play League of Legends because this is not something I've ever played or been interested in. And the whole thing looked like a big Warcraft 3 mod. Which it is. It's the, <laughs> I informed Joel very briefly before this episode that it is. it was originally based on a Warcraft mod called Defense of the Ancients in which players take on a single character and run around a map and try to protect um, certain um, towers from being attacked. And there are three different lanes, essentially three pathways that you can walk through on this map with the big towers on the opposite sides. And so you just try to, using a particular character, which there's some balance there and they play differently, uh, you select this character and then choose try your to, hero. Yes, exactly. And then you try to make your way to the opposing team's tower to destroy it. That's the game. And the heroes are like, what? You got your your big guy with a sword and right. your archer and your you, wizard. There's and... <laughs> the, the archetypes for that game are kind of different than others, and I don't know them very well. Um, I mean, there's so you have more defensive players. You have Players that can hide and, and lie in wait or lay traps. You have player or not players game or characters that have abilities that make them do high damage, but they are killed very easily because they don't have very much health. So they we would refer to them as something like a glass cannon that it's going to fire once. And it's going to be great, but it's very brittle. Um, that those sort of archetypes kind of come out. I mean, the, the wording for esports, or at least the the minutia jargon that surrounds League of Legends, is not one that I'm super familiar with. It sounds a little complicated. Actually, the video I watched, like 
got way into the weeds almost. It's like, and you can buy these items and equip them, and then your other character can do right. this, and then they're there's ah, the whole. It, it there's a combination. Yeah, it's yeah. very complicated, <laughs> and it's a combination of timing as well as making educated decisions based on what the other team is doing. And yes, you depending on how well you are doing, um, you can purchase a essentially an enhancement, um, which allows you to either use an extra ability or ups a particular stat. So there's strategy surrounding that combined with uh, the strategy on how your game plan to attack the other team's towers. Well... All right. For those that I, I hope I'm doing a decent job explaining what League of Legends is. I'm probably not. Um, and if you wanted to know more about League of Legends, there are a million videos on YouTube <laughs> that will probably do a better job explaining what League is than I can. So, I mean, it looks like what I'm looking at uh, right now, there's an esports earnings website that has the whole tournament payouts. And these are. Huge. There are huge dollar amounts that yeah. people can win in these esport tournaments. Um, I don't think this is so much like the academic type. This is like professional. This is, yeah, this is major pro- league gaming. Right. This is pro time. Yeah, but um, it looks like for the most part, Dota Two is more popular than League of Legends for the for money payouts. Yeah. Yes. However, for player base and just the amount of people that watch it. Um, world worldwide, I mean, South Korea makes up such a huge amount of the League of Legend uh, like fan base as far as watching stuff. So there was a uh, 2016 World Championship for League of Legends. Yep, and uh, 86 players competed, 16 teams, and the prize pool was over five million dollars yeah. for this one tournament. Uh, so you can see it's it's big money. It's it's big online yes and it's it's growing as a potential sport in general mostly because people are moving away from traditional sports viewing like watching stuff on cable or satellite whereas they're watching more streaming and these games have already had that kind of built into their you know their base where you watch people play these games online through streaming services and this is a huge phenomenon now actually like it's you know kids far younger than me are this is their entertainment they watch people play video games online and then they and watch grown these, up doing this right and they watch these competitions specifically yeah. that you know they there are personalities and players so that very similar in the way that people be have kind of tribal association with certain teams and that that also happens in these with these esports teams yeah i mean there's a there's a whole business around broadcasting esports now there's a, a website called twitch which i believe is owned by amazon now Now it is yeah yeah i think amazon bought them out but uh, they were the big name in in live streaming video games and uh, i know i've my cousin Josh uh, plays uh, Rocket League and streams on Twitch and has people watch him. I've watched uh, the Rocket League Championship Series on Twitch before. Like, there's 
they have actual announcers that do play-by-plays of each of these matches as they're going on. Like it's it's yeah, it's, it's a, a whole sport. <laughs> it feels and the fan base surrounding it feels like a sport. Yeah. So, in the case of Rocket League, that's basically a game of soccer played with cars with rockets strapped to them. Yeah, that's it. So you have a giant soccer ball, and you have teams that are trying to get the ball and the goal using their rocket cars. Yes. And they can fly and do tricks and stuff. And that's all it is. Yeah, that's That's all it is. (laughs) Every single car is exactly the same, so uh, it's all based on knowledge and skill. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in in that kind of case, it very much is skill-based. Like, it's a game that's easy to pick up and start playing, but hard to master, and... People can make big money playing these things. They have tournaments Which, around it. I mean, I would I would say that a game like League of Legends doesn't necessarily fall under the easy to pick up. I would say it is. <laughs> That's a more complicated. To pick it is up a game. much compli- yeah. It is much more complicated. I mean, the one nice thing is that if you have a computer that is okay at video games, um, it's free to play. So. And it can probably run it without issue because it's the graphics are pretty. Older. It's, they're not like yeah. they're not going to be pushing. They're not going to require high end GPUs or anything like that. Although a lot of pro and even collegiate players do play with pretty good gear, so that they remove that factor out of the equation, so it doesn't cause any issues. And that's kind of the equipment for a esports team are the the games or the the computer itself the graphics card the processor ram requirements as well as uh i would assume high-end gaming keyboard and mice oh, yeah, they all have mechanical keyboards and yeah <laughs> i have a mechanical keyboard do they do they allow them to have like the uh use like the extra buttons the programmable buttons on a keyboard i, I can assume do, they do probably like... don't allow for macros or any yeah. macro buttons so they can create that no I, i'm pretty sure they don't they have to even the playing field so yeah yeah i'm sure there's probably some decent requirements um Incidentally, uh, they now, at least at the pro level, and I'm sure at the collegiate level, they actually do drug testing. Oh, yeah? Yes. Are people getting performance enhancers? For... Yes, specifically Adderall. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, I have heard that for people that do not have attention deficit disorder or something that Adderall treats... Um, taking a, a, a single pill of Adderall is, allows you to focus your efforts like you have never focused on anything before. So, yeah, it essentially, it is definitely for gaming. So it's not so much steroids as... No, it's, <laughs> it's allowing you to shut out everything that's going on around you and focus entirely on what you are doing. And, it, I mean, it, ma- it makes you wired. It, it, you know, it's an upper at that point so yeah the is so caffeine I'm, i don't know if they allow them to have caffeine um i i have not researched the the drug rule requirements but that's there's a distinct possibility i would assume that they probably allow them to drink energy drinks because energy <laughs> drinks tend to they're like the sponsors of sponsor these, these tournaments yeah, yeah. so they, they want to be seen drinking that stuff and you know energy drinks can only get you so far Adderall will straight up keep you jazzed for hours from what I... I've never <laughs> taken it. I just want to state that for the record, um, that I've never taken Adderall because I've never needed it for a medical reason. But uh, I have I've met people that take it because they need to, 
and they you know, for the for those individuals it is the only way that they were able to graduate college because it <laughs> just allows them to focus. So um, when it comes to esports, uh, what are all the most popular? esports right now yeah let's get back into that um so we mentioned league of legends which is huge the we did mention counter-strike we mentioned counter-strike uh which is pretty large as well and then probably the last realistically the last one that's really popular right now is overwatch that's a newer one that came out last year yeah and it's growing in popularity destroying the sales charts um because it, it's it, it's not a free-to-play game and neither is counter-strike for that matter counter-strike and both counter-strike and overwatch you is they're like 50 dollars games they're not cheap uh and the companies that own the rights to them can continue to sell them for whatever dollar amount they want because the people will buy them regardless yeah blizzard just announced or activision blizzard just announced that overwatch has made over a billion dollars for them now like not already. surprised it's been at all. a year yeah <laughs> yeah and not at all it's a team-based competitive shooter but it's not so much violent it's cartoony there's it's not yes. like it's not like everybody has big guns and are shooting each other it's like you have a team of heroes and once again, you can pick your hero with their own special abilities. And, and But for the most part, a lot of these heroes are balanced with each other. Uh, and so then it comes down to your knowledge about how to use that character and then your skill. Yeah. And if, if a certain team comp that you're they're all using like tanks. And you can like switch your hero and be someone faster that can get behind them and... Or a tank buster. Uh, yeah. yeah. There, there's lots of... There, there's numerous options... And there are a lot of characters. The way that they help to keep the money flowing is, if I recall correctly, you can purchase uh, a randomized gift, essentially a box, which within that box are skins and emotes, essentially things that change the the look and how your character speaks. But they don't change the gameplay at all. Like, basically, you can get a new outfit for your... And, you know, we're using a lot of terms here that we're very familiar with. So I was talking about a tank earlier. Different roles in the game. A tank yeah. is a is a character that has a ton of hit points, so they can do a lot of damage. They're a defensive character. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they protect. Can take, they can take a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, and then usually the, the characters that deal a lot of damage are going to be either faster or have way less hit points. Like, they'll... They'll get knocked out real quick. Yeah, the the yeah. quintessential glass cannon. Yeah, the yeah, as the, you... the damage dealing characters. <laughs> um, for first person shooters, there is a typically a sniper class, typically a healer. Yeah, yeah in team based stuff. Yeah. Yes, so there's someone that is able to run behind another person, typically a tank. Uh, or defensive character, and be able to heal them from damage while they take hits. Uh, so then everyone's attention should be on the healer at that point to take them down, preferably with from a distance with a sniper. Playing a healer is incredibly frustrating so many times because you it just can get be. targeted. Um, I used to play uh, a team, team Fortress 2, which is very... It's a kind of started the whole Overwatch concept like it, it was overwatch before overwatch came out and i think overwatch took a lot from like the dota style league of legends style games as well yeah with the wide variety of different heroes that that's play true. differently yeah because there aren't very yeah. many heroes for team fortress 2 um or overwatch i think there's like 19 or 20 yeah right there's now a ton and growing they release a new one every few months yeah 
Yeah. I mean, and that, I believe those new characters are not paid DLC. No, they're free. They're yeah. free. Yeah. Where, you know, so there's there's that benefit too. When you buy that game, you're going to get you're all gonna these. You're going to get new content. Yeah. And, and they do events every couple months where they'll have special prize boxes you can win with yep. different skins. And we say skins, it's basically a new outfit or Outfits. a new look for your character. Yeah, that changes how the character looks. Uh, and some of them are rare, so you get that. It's almost like you get a little bit of gambling. Like you get. Yeah. You win enough matches, you get a box, and what the box gives is and it's it's random. What we so the people that is, play a lot, you can tell, yeah, because they have they have we all were, these crazy crazy skins or animations. Or we yeah. refer to that as bling. This yeah. is a character that has a lot of bling, and so they have a little bit of bragging rights because mm-hmm. their version of a particular character looks much cooler than your plain version of that character. Mm-hmm. And like Rocket League is the same way. You can win different uh, new cars or new toppers or new paint uh, paints for your car, paint colors. But again, does not change how those vehicles operate. Nah, they all at play all. exactly the same. Yeah, uh, it just changes the look, and that's really the only way these games can work. Because if you start giving people a fancy new gun that does way more damage than the other player, that breaks them an advantage and breaks the game. Yeah, it breaks the game. That, and that's what happened to Team Fortress 2, is that they started to put weapons in these boxes that very similar to Overwatch, where you could buy a, um, an, a box and you would get hats, is how it first I just started. remember the hats, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so then it started, it changed into uh, alternate weapons, and then it changed into better weapons and that's when i had a problem with the game yeah that's 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 good that is the pay to win style Mm -hmm. of gaming that is uh so very popular in uh mobile games which are terrible and are literally there to fleece you for all of your money yeah yeah they make the game just addicting enough but just annoying enough where if you paid a little bit of money you can maybe speed up the and then the time, or and then it's 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 or get some new pokeballs, right? Or... <laughs> and then you are you are then becoming fully addicted, and you're like, well, I'll just keep spending this money, yeah. you know, because I I want to get this this MacGuffin thing in the game, or I want to beat this person, I want to get this level. You keep spending and spending. And that's the thing, like in in Overwatch or in some of these games, you can you can buy loot boxes. Yes. So I mean it. It does have a little bit of that, but they're not going to help you win. They're just, if you really want if a you certain skin. Cool, or if you want to look cool, you can yeah. buy, you know, or if you had some extra K-ish. <laughs> um, and it, it, it does help support keeping, like, the new characters in the game. Yeah, like, I mean, the, if, if the game is still making money, they're going to continue to make content for it, which is the thing that keeps the game going. Yeah. A game but, will lose its uh, its audience after a year or so, or two years, if... There's nothing new to do in it. Right. There's no new arenas or maps. Yeah. No new skins, no new characters. People are going to lose interest eventually. Especially in those types of competitive games because it's not like there's a storyline to keep you going. No. Like it's not like it's a lot of single player games where you're playing an actual like you're playing a story, you're playing a narrative from beginning to end. It's a it's it's like you're thrown into a match, it takes five to ten minutes, and then when that's over, you start another match that takes five to ten yeah. minutes. And if it's if it's fun and it continues to yeah. be fun, then the players will keep coming back. It is the ability to earn things and to have ranks. Like this is something that they figured out as well, because the more you play the higher uh, a particular statistic that you have for your character, which doesn't 
alter the way that they play. It just shows that, oh, this guy's been around for a long time, or this person is, is really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, so... And that's how the pro team started, basically, yeah. for a lot of these esports. For, for Specifically for these esports. Yeah. However, I mean, esports have been around for as long as there have been video games. Yeah, I mean, I found a, um, this is pretty interesting, but I found, let's see if I can pull it up, a, uh, an infographic um, called A Brief History of Esports, and it has this whole, like, you know, kind of timeline going back to, like, the early 70s. Yeah. What, what is the earliest so, The event? earliest known video game competition took place on October 19th, 1972 at Stanford University. Yep. For a game called Space, Space War. War. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That is an infamous event that happened at Stanford with the one of the very first, if not the first, our multiplayer arcade game, Space War. <laughs> which is literally like uh, the old game Asteroids, except there are two players and they're just trying to fly around a black hole without getting hit by the other person. <laughs> it looks like a lot of these old or early early e-sport type events are more arcade focused. Yeah. Uh, they definitely like there was the Space Invaders Championship. Yes, uh, correct. Held by Atari and that was basically just a bunch of people trying to get the highest score in Space yeah. Invaders. But that's that's <laughs> that was the competition because yeah. there weren't games that were head-to-head games at the time. Yeah. Almost all the arcade cabinets from during the the late seventies, early eighties, those are all uh, single player instances, and the competition then becomes who can get the highest score. Like if you, if if any of you have ever watched King of Kong, I mean, they talk a little bit about this era because, um, oh, what's what's his name? Mitchell is the last name. I don't know what uh, you're even talking really? about. Really? Oh, have you King not seen Kong? King of Kong? No. Oh, okay. It's an amazing documentary <laughs> uh, about... There's two good video game competition or old arcade competition documentaries on Netflix. Although I don't think King of Kong is on Netflix anymore. Oh, well. Um, yeah, but it's, it's about uh, two gentlemen in modern times, one of which... Uh, is kind of considered Billy Mitchell. That's it. If I no, is that right, guys? Billy I can't Mitchell. Remember. Yeah. Okay. So he was. He holds the record for a ton of old arcade games, and some of which are still he's still holding. Some of which have been beaten. So I guess the the name comes from Donkey Kong. Yes, he correct. Was the King of Kong. He was the King of Kong for okay. a very long time. Uh, he was considered the world's greatest Donkey Kong player. Until other care- people have come in and oh, kind of taken him to task on that, which is so funny because that that one particular game and that be- probably because of the documentary has caused so many people to be focused on beating scores and and submitting those to. Uh, there's a a company that essentially hosts these scores nowadays. Um, but even back then, people were pretty aware of top scores on arcade games. I mean, it was it was part of video game and arcade culture is what's your top what's your score on <laughs> pac-man space invaders joust <laughs> i like joust
Yeah. I mean, I don't think games started getting really competitive until online com- computer games really started right. taking off in the 90s. Yeah, so that, then you're getting into, like, Quake and... Yeah, the online arena shooters all, all the and the online. real-time strategies. I remember playing back in the mid-90s, late-90s, so, I don't know, Command & Conquer. Oh, yes. But well, that wasn't the game that really, really solidified the RTS. That would be StarCraft. StarCraft, yeah. Starcraft in 1997 or 8? I think so, yeah. yeah. I remember we bought it because, uh, thankfully, we had a com- our computer at home had some graphical capabilities. And video games back then didn't really require, like, dedicated video cards. That was, that was a, that's a new thing, like, that, <laughs> relatively. Uh, like, video cards, if your computer was of a certain model, um, you're more than likely you could play games on it. Yeah. Yeah, I did not have a computer that could play the high-end games. Like, I remember playing everything at, like, the lowest settings yeah. with my integrated... That's, I don't know. I guess that's rough. even later, though. God, there must have been some sort of video card in my early computer. There there, there was yeah. something, but it's usually built... It was probably built on the motherboard. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, there were, like, high-end gaming cards in the 90s, like Voodoo 2s and stuff. I remember all those. I really wanted one. Yeah, because they were very expensive. <laughs> Just like computers back in the wow. mid-90s were very expensive. Like thousands of dollars for a home computer. Insane cash compared to today where if you spent $1,200 for a computer, you have a top-of-the-line gaming rig. So, yeah. I mean, the... However, getting back on topic, StarCraft is a real-time strategy game where you play a race, a particular race that gets resources, builds up defenses, and then attacks another. So uh, you're either a army. human or an alien, or, human or a alien robot, or <laughs> the Protoss. Protoss, yeah, because yes, okay. I play Protoss. <laughs> you the, would. I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would play the weird thing that no one ever played yes that is correct um so a couple of um it was it was relatively popular here but it was very popular in asia specifically south korea south korea um and they got really into starcraft they're still into starcraft um oh uh starcraft is now free from blizzard right now yes i I don't know if uh it's gonna be forever but it's uh... probably not going to be free (laughs) forever but if you ever wanted to try starcraft go to battlenet.com if i recall correctly i don't know if they have battlenet anymore no battlenet does still exist trust me they got rid of the name battlenet but uh... it'll redirect you Essentially, this is you have an opportunity to get StarCraft One for free right now. So, yeah. if you ever wanted to give it a shot, the campaign is really fun. Like, I really enjoyed that it's game. It's a classic. Yeah, and it'll it'll probably run on anything nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So you could run you it know. on a two hundred dollar tablet, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. As long uh, as it can run Windows, you can run. You could probably you know. run it today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's was not. And even, but at the time, it actually looked pretty good. Like yeah. they did a good job with StarCraft. Yeah, it's a little dated. StarCraft Two is probably still one of the biggest art real-time strategy games. That's yeah, but real-time strategy, and this is getting into kind of the more modern age as we move along, has been really kind of usurped by the MOBA. So now we're getting into, uh, and there are a few on the market. Um, there is League of Legends. There is a game called Dota. It doesn't stand for Defense of the Ancients. 
It's just Dota. It is called Dota, and that game is actually run by the same company that created uh, Counter Strike. So it's all Valve. Valve, yeah, yeah. So that's it's. I remember when that came out, and I was like, wait, they those guys are geniuses. They just called the game the the essentially the alliteration. Um. And that's that's so funny too. Oh, not alliteration. You know, Blizzard... That's not the right word. <laughs> abbreviation. Uh, the abbreviation. Yeah. That was it. Yes. Blizzard is the company that made StarCraft and WarCraft. And Correct. WarCraft three. It was originally a mod for WarCraft three that became um, the basis of what Dota would become. Yes. But then their competitors, Valve, took the idea of this Warcraft 3 mod, Call, made a game around it, called, and called it, it Dota. Called it the abbreviation <laughs> because they realized. That the tr- the word Dota had never been trademarked. So, <laughs> that is pretty brilliant. Yeah, and only now has Blizzard actually started putting out one of these games. Right, uh, and it's called Heroes of the Storm. Yes, correct. So now, and th- that game actually doesn't look too bad. Um, and I, it has better graphics. <laughs> it, it does. It yeah. visually looks <laughs> and very it's nice. Free to play. It is free to play. Yeah. So there is a benefit there too. Um, and there are characters from their games that are the heroes in that game. So and yeah, they have people from Overwatch and people from uh, Warcraft and people Diablo, from StarCraft and Diablo all as all, all of their characters. Games, yeah. And, or the heroes in Heroes of the Storm. Right. But it's the same style. You get a map, you got the three pathways, you have the two... You got the t- two opposing teams, yep. um, all that good stuff. And then uh, probably the, the next one down after those three is probably Smite, which is essentially the exact same thing i mean that that's the thing is everyone wants to create one of these because there's a ton of cash money in it but uh they're all pretty much the same game like what flavor of of moba do you want Mm -hmm. uh league of legends has their flavor dota has their flavor kind of built on the original um blizzard has their theme and then smite is uh, a bunch of gods which is funny because that's some of the heroes in these other games are essentially based on mythology from other countries. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting how it developed. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a genre I never particularly got into myself. But I understand why it's good for competitive gaming. Yeah, like I get it. I understand why people like it because it is something that requires. A bunch of skill and knowledge to be good at and so and when you watch someone who's who's good at the game it's actually pretty entertaining to watch them play but it there's too for me there's too much of a barrier to get into it and also i just don't like competitive games <laughs> that's not why i play games like i am, that's why i enjoyed playing team fortress 2 it when can, competitive games can get too serious yes and that can ruin the fun like, for me, anymore, Mario Kart is getting kind of too serious. Because when I play against people in Mario Kart now, I mean, they've been playing Mario Kart forever. Yeah. So they're very good at Mario Kart. <laughs> and it's very frustrating to play them in yeah, Mario Yeah, and you Kart. know, they may release a new Mario Kart every couple years. Like, what, they're up to Mario Kart 8 now? They're up to the second version of Mario Kart but 8 on the they Switch. they all play very similarly. And yeah. if you get really good at... Like Mario Kart Double Dash, you can be really good at Mario Kart 8 with very little. I love Double Dash. <laughs> I don't own Double Dash. It is literally one of the last <laughs> video games I don't own that I want. My friend had a Mario Kart tournament uh, about two years ago. And yeah. And 
like everybody had their teams and like they had he had like brackets and ranks on everything. Oh yeah, it no, it's. Fun. I mean that that that's kind of <laughs> that sense of competition is underlying the concepts of esports. Yeah. And in that you know, and that's a literal you know kind of transition sport where it's not just a video game; it's kind of just like a video game version of a sport. But esports are trying to be their own thing, so they're distancing themselves from the more traditional sports. Like even fighting games kind of feel like an esport. And they do have uh like, you know, the Street Fighter Yeah, no as an esport. And it's huge. Street but Fighter Five. Yeah. They aren't part of the esports movement or the leagues, like major league gaming and all that, because they want to be their own thing. But I mean, fighting games are are essentially like boxing games or kickboxing games. I mean, they're all that is a it is a game in which two people fight. Mm-hmm. Those exist in real life, where these people are not you know they they get hurt but they're not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Major League Gaming, yeah. which uh, started in two thousand two. Correct. Uh, so that's actually been around for quite a while. Yes, like. it's they're one of the oldest and they're uh, one of the the most known. Yeah. They also get made fun of a lot because people who take gaming too seriously tend to get teased and told that they're, you know, MLG for life and stuff like that. <laughs> so it, it's a thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, Overwatch and StarCraft 2 and yeah. all of those are on Major League Gaming. Because those don't fall under, like, a real sport. They are their own thing. Like, a first-person shooter, you can't really call that, like, that doesn't have... The closest it gets to is, like, paintball. Um, The same thing with Dota. Dota doesn't really emulate any specific sport. It is its own sport. And so that's why you don't like, like, FIFA games are not part of the esports arena. Baseball games... Uh, football games, you know, Madden is not part of that, even though it is an electronic sport. But it's that's in the more literal sense. Yeah, I'm looking at their upcoming events for Major League Gaming, and it looks like it's mostly like Call of Duty right now. Yeah, Call of Duty World League in June, Call of Duty World Championship in yes. August. Call of Duty is still a pretty big deal, and that's MLG tries to appeal to more of the console side. There are more of the PC side competitions with other uh, companies, but yeah, they're they're heavily uh, into Xbox uh, yeah, and looks... a- games that are played on L Xbox. <laughs> yeah, but I know like Rocket League Championship Series and things like yeah. that are all all MLG. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Major League Gaming, really, esports in general, um, I think is just a natural progression for video games that are driven to competition. Uh, We've all, people of a certain age have always lived in an area in which video games were a thing. I, I was born in 1983, so everyone knows my age now. (laughs) Um... And so that means that I was born the same year that the original NES slash Famicom came out in Japan. I was two when the NES was released in the United States. So I have always known a video game. Even before that, the Atari was out in the late 70s. So 
Yeah, I mean, we grew up with this stuff. Yeah, this stuff has been around. And for for the people growing up now, you know, they're they're not looking up to baseball players and football players. They're looking up to their YouTube personalities that are competing in these events. Yeah, they're the absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's the video game watching and all the YouTube stuff. They watch people who are funny and entertaining because let's face it, that's what streaming stuff is for to for the most part either for educational purposes or for entertainment um because i learn a lot from youtube um which i'm sure we all do nowadays but I mean, these some of these play people also do compete um because they are very good at video <laughs> games and then you know it, it starts with the competitive and then the teams start and then people start following the teams and they get to know the players the same way we get to know professional any professional yeah athlete. professional i'm not a sportsman uh athlete. pro, pro <laughs> athletes why yeah. couldn't i not think of the word athlete yes so are these sports athletic sports no but um, they do take skill they do take skill uh to play mostly eye hand coordination which has always been the big sale point for video games is that they improve eye hand coordination strategy and quick thinking also yes yeah Yeah. it's they're kind i mean a lot of the games that are these big games require you know twitch reflexes combined with kind of the thought that goes into like a chess match so and i mean chess is played in a competitive level certainly um and it's it's on espn2 right (laughs) even magic the gathering has a which is a a collectible card game game, has a professional league um in which tens to um, even hundreds of thousands of dollars are paid out to players Uh, and there are people that I don't know if they do anymore, but at one time there were people that did nothing but play professional magic as a job. And it might still be a thing. Uh, maybe. <laughs> they have changed on how they pay out prizes and stuff to kind of mix that up a bit. Because from what I understand, the same... And this 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 is just indicative of their, their particular kind of eSport flavor... But the same people were kind of always seen at tournaments. And so to the personality that's getting into the game and watching these tournaments, because they're, they're streamed, all of them, always, <laughs> um, at, at least at the higher level they're streamed, uh, you can you see the same people, so you get kind of bored watching it, which means you're not as interested in the game, which means you're not buying packs and such from the people that make the game. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, like real sports, a lot of this stuff deals or, or surrounds money, like sponsorship deals, advertisements. That is what makes this stuff work. That's why we pay attention. I mean, that's that's why we pay attention to it, and so advertisers want to pay for things that that are you know they want to put their stuff where people people's eyeballs are. Yeah, and that's it works in sports, and it's going to work in esports, or it does work in esports. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people can make a lot of money. People can get famous doing this. It may not be what we think of with professional sports, but yeah, they're internet famous. Yeah, uh, it's a different. But internet famous can be way more famous than real famous sometimes. Sometimes uh, in a certain age group. Yeah, 
people are going to know who PewDiePie is more than they know who the Secretary of State is. I don't know. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> thing that popped into my Man, head. Man, a lot of people don't know who the Secretary of State is. Isn't that spicy? No, that's the press secretary. Oh, my. See? There you go. Killerson. My own experience with competitive games really comes from local tournaments. Um, so, like, and just that drive to win is not something that I have. I do not have the athlete's mentality of being, you know, of, of working to, to win. I want, I play things, I play these games to have fun. Yeah. And yeah, we were, we were kind of touching on it earlier. Like the competitive nature can get too competitive and people get, yes. people get mean, people get angry, people, it can be really, um, what's the word? The, the toxic. Toxic. The, the word, yes. the, the descriptive word often used to describe the people that play a lot of these major league games is toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I usually avoid uh, the. They usually have in a lot of video games I play. They have a competitive track or a for fun track, and there's like two different game modes. Where right. the competitive track is all about winning and getting your rank up. And yes, building up the team. Whereas the fun is like a quick play. You get thrown yeah. in and have a match. And Jump in, fight a bunch of can, random people. You can try out a new character without your teammate saying how much how, how bad you are at it and why you cost them the game talking about you using... the good time they had with your mother last night yes <laughs> yeah. that happens a lot i mean this is video games have been been this way for a long time uh, especially since online uh online gaming really started taking off yeah i mean their trash talk exists trash talk has existed in sports yeah. um however they have rules surrounding this trash talk so that if you're caught you know making fun of another player and you end up getting into fistfights or whatnot, people, you know, throw down a card and you get booted or whatever. So... And that doesn't really happen in video games. You not can, as much. You have to really get reported. I mean, they don't have people monitoring every match for no. obvious reasons because there's thousands of them a day. And and people are less likely to report you for this this sort of stuff just because they don't want to report you necessarily also are there apathetic everybody is anonymous usually and when you're anonymous you generally you you get away with a lot more stuff yeah it's uh it's i've seen studies it, about how it brings out the worst in people being anonymous online brings out uh, a lot more negative you're more likely to say something negative or yeah. mean or racist or anything if you're anonymous than if your name is attached to it i mean just to give you an idea toxicity uh for lack of a better term and it's really it's the term that's used within the community uh exists so prevalently in league of legends that they have tried multiple times to introduce systems to to heavily penalize and block players that are overly toxic and it's still not a perfect thing I mean, there are still people who are heavily toxic when they play these games and are verbally abusive to all of the players around them. Uh, and Or they, they, through text chat, they constantly berate, make fun of, state racist or vulgar, vulgar comments, uh, all of these things. And it, it, as a player, as a person who plays these games... That is not something I want to come across when, I, when I'm when i there. When you're trying to have fun. Yeah. I don't want to hear, I, I mean, I don't want to see, you know, a swastika 
I don't want to be called a racial epitaph, um, and I don't want to be told how much of a woman I am, because a lot of these things are also kind of sexist. So Yeah, and, and God help you if you're a woman. If you actually are a female playing. playing these games. It's bad. It's I mean, even I, I am... I am someone who tries to keep an even toll about these sorts of things, and I've seen it happen multiple times um, where a a very clearly female player is absolutely berated out of a game. And it's it is disgusting. And it's a, it's an unfortunate side effect of anonymous boys' clubs. And even video games it. has historically been a boys' club, even yeah. though it, if you actually look at the statistics, it's not boys don't play video games more than girls anymore it's not pretty, really it's pretty even but it's pretty close boys certainly act like they play video games more than girls yeah i think it's just i well that's the problem is that um because girls not, are afraid to speak up you, well yes that was what yeah. i was getting at and i don't want to make this a part of the esports conversation necessarily but it's it's something to consider it's an issue in video game yes. culture yeah, yeah. um and we just it, it's something that they are going to have to compete with my worry and it's not necessarily, I don't think that Bellevue University is going to allow this to happen, but there are even pro level players who get kicked out of leagues for their misconduct. Just like, just like if, uh, like any other football or baseball player who, you know, does something that's against the rules, there are people that lose their sponsorships and get, are, are removed from games and pretty much their entire professional career playing. League of Legend or any other game is, is shot because of uh, a bunch of racist stuff they racist or sexist or or bigotist stuff that they say Damn. in anger typically. Well, I'm sure uh, it looks like Bellevue is going to be part of two uh, two leagues: the Collegiate Star League and the Nas- National Association of Coll- Collegiate Esports. Man, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully those leagues will have firm rules and regulations in place that yeah. prevent that kind of stuff but i mean you know people that's like the the real pro players typically or the people that aren't terribly um independent i feel like they are pretty good about policing themselves as well as keeping their cool yeah. but there are people who are kind of hotheads sometimes they're they have a bit of a personality to them so they uh they they're appealing and they draw in viewers which gets them sponsorships and stuff but then they take it too far but yeah <laughs> and then you find out that they're a giant racist this happened recently um with a i think a pro uh i think it was a pro league player that just yelled a racial epithet repeat on repeat like for about a minute straight like there is one maybe once was enough Actually, one's was not enough because that's straight up racism. But like cussing at someone, okay, you 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 blew your top. We get it. But yeah, straight up doing this. But then to repeat that same word, and which I'm not going to repeat, obviously. But to repeat that word for a minute straight, what are you doing? Yeah, you you lost it, man. Get out. Just I mean, at that point, I'd be like, well, um, and you're banned from this game. For you're life. pretty much yeah. yeah. And some people think that they that they're not going to get caught, but they're streaming this stuff live online. <laughs> people record this stuff. Once it's out on the internet, doesn't go away. 
So, and I, and I have a feeling that our, our new coach is going to be working with our esports team. I'm sure he's going to be very aware of the conduct issues that surround these esports games. So, well, yeah, because a lot of them are streamed live and, you know, recorded or. Yes, yeah, worldwide streaming. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the other, like, real kind of draw to this stuff is that, you know, these, our teams will be competing on a national level but there's potential that the entire world could be watching yeah it does look like they're they're working on a uh competition venue in on campus uh, yeah so that'll be kind of cool yeah um, the, so the, the press release i i have in front of me says that uh, they're gonna have high-end gaming computers mice headset consoles gaming well, chairs that they need that for like, the players yeah but then i think they want to and try i think to... they're gonna have like you can watch it. Or yeah, like they want to have events where you they'll have like a TV where people can sit and watch our teams compete. Um, and Because these are still spectator sports. <laughs> Even though you're not watching the actual person playing, you're just watching their avatar. Yeah. So that's kind of esports in a nutshell. I mean, it's you're going to hear more about it in the future. Yeah. It's, it's growing. It's gonna become a thing there's a lot of money it. in it there's a, it's it's video games it is the the lasting interactive entertainment that that has stood the last 30 years and will probably continue so yeah it's not going anywhere <laughs> but up it's probably just gonna get bigger yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what Bellevue does with the, their new esports team. I'm I'm interested to to see what uh, you know what the league means, and then what this is going to mean for colleges in general. So I'm I'm excited that it's becoming more of a mainstream thing. I really dislike the games that they're playing. <laughs> um, I don't dislike Overwatch, but I really don't like League of Legends. But that's my personal take on that like i just it's not a game for me which is fine but i totally understand people that like it and watch it so yeah very similar to how i i don't care for football but i understand why people watch it and like it like it's a thing i get it i think the only thing we can all agree is that no one understands why people watch and like baseball yeah i don't know anymore <laughs> man it's, i think it's just a, kidding for people that yes, like baseball it's a joke it's the stats. I'm yeah. sure it's, it's like, it's, it likes, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stats in that game. I like hockey. There's stats in hockey. I like soccer. That's my, <laughs> if I, if I like a, a athletic sport, it is soccer. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we have a, a couple, uh, just one last piece of business to discuss. Yeah. Jake has an announcement. I do have an announcement and it's not necessarily a great announcement for this podcast. Um, but I am leaving Bellevue University. So, um, I, uh, because I have finally finished my graduate degree, I have decided to, um, look for an opportunity, uh, elsewhere, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I feel, uh, I really enjoyed my time here at Bellevue University. Um, I learned a lot here on campus working with all the library professionals. Um, and I really appreciate that, but, uh, uh, my last day is going to be uh, somewhat later in May, and then I am uh, moving on. Well, we're sad to see you leave. Yes. We've been happy to have you. You've done a lot of great work here. Thank you. Um, 
whether or not this podcast will continue is yet to be determined. Which is unfortunate. Um, and I feel, I don't necessarily, I mean, I feel a little bad about that, but I, I can't control that because uh, I am going away. So, <laughs> so there may be news on that in the future, but uh, if not, thanks for listening. And we've had a uh, well, a good if, yeah. If this is it, this is a good, good run. Half, two years now. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I mean, when we were doing research for these podcasts, uh, you know, uh, some of them ended after two or three years. It happens, um, and maybe that's going to happen with this. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah. Our last episode was our most popular episode ever, so maybe this one will get good uh, good listens or views or whatever you call it yeah. for the podcast uh, as well. And, you know, that's going out on a high note. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time doing the podcast, doing the editing, finding all the music. Um, I'm, hope- I'm probably going to find something cool for the bumper in this episode. Um, and uh, I appreciate all the conversations we've had, Joel. It's, well, been, a, it's been a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Well, thank well, you. Yep. Signing out. <laughs> <laughs>